This episode of Fermented Adventure the Podcast is sponsored by Brewskits, handcrafted dog treats made from spent beer grains, oats, barley, and rye. No chemical preservatives, a great source of fiber, and packed with protein. Visit brewskits.com to see the full selection of treats for your dog and your cat. Receive 15% off your first order by typing in two important words, Fermented Adventure, at checkout. Cheers! Ladies and gentlemen, craft spirit enthusiasts, and those interested in the intoxicating world of craft distilleries, cideries, meaderies, wineries, and the occasional foray into breweries. It's Rich Shane, and welcome to Fermented Adventure, the podcast, where we bring you the fascinating people that are making the mash, fermenting, distilling, bottling, pouring, and delivering to you some of the finest libations in the world. Before we get started, here are a few housekeeping items. Thank you for bringing the podcast into wherever you are and whatever you're doing. We truly are grateful that you've chosen to listen and make us part of your day. It would mean the world to us if you left a five-star review. This helps us climb in the rankings and it makes it easier for others to find us. Don't hesitate to leave us your comments as well. If the podcast didn't meet your expectations, tell us why. We're always striving to improve. You can find us at fermentedadventure.com. We are on Instagram and Facebook as Fermented Adventure. Email us at fermentedadventure at gmail.com. All right, FA Nation, let's meet our guests. He's Ralph Kane. He's Sean Sacamundi. He's Steve Ragosh. I'm Rich Shane. Dawn Ranieri's here. And this is Fermented Adventure, the podcast with the Munchie Machine. Now, this is cool because we're kind of collaborating. You guys have your podcast called Loose Noodles. We do, correct. And we're, this will be great. I have no idea where this is going to go. We have food. We have beer. We have just so much excitement. But what I want to know is, and what we can introduce everybody, whether it's Delco, PA, Delaware, the world how did the Munchie Machine get started? How did the Munchie Machine come about? <laughs> well, I will take full credit for that. All right. <laughs> yeah, and so, this is this is Ralph. Yeah. Yes, uh, I'm Ralph Kane, Chef Ralph. I started the Munchie Machine. Uh, God, we're at like four, almost four years now. And uh, prior to the Munchie Machine, I had a food truck called Eat a Pita. I was a partner in that business. That was on Twelfth and Walnut. Um, I left that business to start teaching. I started teaching culinary arts at a high school and um, really, really missed the atmosphere of like creating and and just like being out there with the public and feeding the masses. So I had the opportunity to buy the food truck back from the business that I left and um, and then I had to reconcept it. I wasn't really happy with the EDP concept, so I decided, you know what, let's change it up to something that's more... Um, notable something that's more fun and something we have really good time with and also didn't want to pigeonhole it to just like one item right so So not just a pita not just a burrito you can do anything with the munchie machine as long as you got the munchies yes so we decided to uh go with the munchie machine because um me and my wife at the time were thinking of uh some relating a dog of some sort uh to the concept so you want to have like a dog friendly um, or just animal friendly uh, yeah. food truck as well, and then Scooby Doo came up in conversation. And I was like, "Whoa, what about the Mystery Machine?" And uh, we decided to uh, change the name a little bit, call it the Munch Machine. Thought it was fun, thought it was awesome, and uh, next thing you know, I was sitting down with people, um, developing the concept, coming up with graphics for it, how we're going to wrap the truck, all that stuff, and then it was born in 2018, July. 
Now, Sean or Steve, who came on next? That was me. That was you. That was me. And you're uh, ex Navy. Well, you're always Navy, but yes. you've you've retired re- from the I'm Navy. Retired Navy. Yeah, right. retired Navy. Twenty years. Um, I caught Ralph at an interesting time. We we grew up together. We were in high school together, and uh, I was recently retired. I was down visiting my parents uh, in in Florida, uh, looking for a job back up in the city. I don't know, like maybe a couple weeks after I came back up in the city and started my job. Uh, one of our mutual friends reached out to us and say, "Hey, you, you know." We've, By the it, way, at the time he was my graphic designer. Yes, who helped design the truck. Our, our friend, our yeah. friend Nick. Gotcha. And uh, shout out to Nick. Yeah, yeah, Nicky P. Nicky P. Um, yeah, we hung out one night. He says, "Yeah, Ralph has a has a, you know started a food truck and he can really use some help." And I was like, I, "I don't know anything about a food truck or anything like that." Like I cooked a little bit in the Navy. Uh, I was on very small ships that we didn't have cooks, so anybody who can go into the kitchen or the galley. And, and put things together, and I was kind of that guy. So I, I had a little, little, little bit of chops, very small chops, and um, and I said, you know what, it, it does sound like fun, and it sounded like they needed some help, and we went out and did a Oktoberfest, uh, yeah, Oktoberfest out in Jersey, yeah, and <laughs> it was the the crashiest of crash courses. A rap brought me over there to grill. He said, here, you do, you make this, make it look like this, make it look like this, make it look like this. Go. Well, he's the only person, too, who actually just jump on the truck and start working the grill. Like, yeah. usually yeah. you work your way to that because that's the <laughs> hardest station. And uh, he went right to it and never yeah. left it. Yeah. I couldn't get him off it if I tried. Yeah, I was, I was in the groove and I just all the Navy gears kicked in. Mm-hmm. And it was like, put your head down and work until you're, you're done working. And uh, yeah, I just I knew what it was supposed to look like. I kind of know what food is. What do they call that? Introduction by fire. Yeah, pretty much. Tri- yeah, yeah, yeah. Here you go. Yeah, You're, you have trial under uh, trial under by, fire. Fire. by yeah. fire. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And we we got finished the night, and we sat on some coolers and grabbed some beers and waited for everybody else to leave. And we just decided they eventually had to kick us out. Yeah, they eventually <laughs> came by. And like, guys, we're gonna lock the gates. You guys gotta leave. Yeah. <laughs> we're just having such well, a great we were time. Catching up from like high school and everything. We had a lot to talk about. Yeah, I didn't see him. I haven't seen him in fifteen years. Yeah. All right, so yeah. you haven't seen him in fifteen years. Yeah. Oh, by the way, you're working the grill today. This right. is what this needs to yeah. look like. That's exactly what happened. That must have been crazy. Exactly yeah. what happened. I can see what your mindset must have been because you don't want to let Ralph down, and you want to. You know, you're proud. Yeah, you want right. to show up. Everything and I'm going to do is going to be good. Yeah. So. Where do you come in, Steve? Well, I met Ralph back in 2007. We were both working for the same company at the time in the city. I had just moved into the city. I worked at restaurants um, around uh, like King of Prussia and Bucks County. And um, when me and Ralph met, we just became instant friends. And I was uh, groomsman in his wedding. Yeah. And we had always talked about maybe teaming up on a project or getting together on something because we kind of see everything the same way. Um, we had a very similar career path, um, and then it only took a global pandemic for that to happen. <laughs> so yeah, exactly. there was, I was sitting on my couch one day in the middle of 2020, and Ralph called up. He's like, I need some help on the food truck. I was like, all right, let's give it a go. And then um, it turned into a full-time gig. So left. that's pretty much the short of it. On our fermented adventure, I mean, we go to breweries and cideries and meateries and distilleries and stuff, and and sometimes they have the food trucks there. Mm -hmm. And for Dawn and I, I, you know, we never get to hear the food truck story. And I thought that would be great to introduce people to the food truck story because you drive up, you know, you're hoping there's food, you're hoping that the food is what you like, but you never, you don't get to, nobody asks you, I would imagine, hey, how did all this get started, right? And I, I think for a lot of people, you know, they 
don't know all that goes in to all the hard work yeah, that you guys are doing. Right. And I will, you know, I can't hold back anymore. There's a lot of great food on this bar right now. <laughs> and we're going to do a little thing where we're just going to eat and drink beer and talk about beer and eat food. And you'll talk about your food items and how things are going. We brought a uh, Mexican stout and this is actually from Ship Bottom Brewery. This is uh, stout brewed with coffee, chocolates, ancho chili pepper, uh, ancho chipotle peppers, cinnamon, lactose, and vanilla beans. And I know you guys oh like like the stouts. This is one of the ones that we did feature on a date night chronicles for a while. And uh, part of the thing with Dawn and I for our fermented adventure is that we grab a lot, but we don't tend to drink a lot. So tend to keep stuff in the uh, in the fold a little bit. So we'll pour this up now. Too many Mexican stouts, do you? No, I, I always, I, I always think, think of... Mexican lagers and yes. pilsners and stuff. I'm curious because what we do is, you know, just kind of our own little show notes, our own tasting, how we share and stuff like that. I'm interested in getting your take on this, but talk about this. Oh my God, Steve! I mean, this food. I, I, the hard part about just doing the introduction and doing the podcast part was my mouth is watering and I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm, yeah, sure. I'm, I'm drooling. Talk about the food. Well, so what we have, these are probably three of our most popular items. Um, the first one here is uh, patachos, which is kind of our take on uh, nachos. So we do them with um, our house-made potato chips, thick cut, um, pico de gallo, uh, our beer and cheese sauce, which we use 2SP Brewing Beer for. Big shout out to them. 2SP in Aston and all over the world. I think they're also opening up a, a couple new locations too. So yeah, I saw that. Yeah. World domination. Yep. Um, then we also have sour cream, a little bit of fresh lime and chives on that. Um, another one of our signature items. This is our um, chicken and waffle cone. All right. So I'm looking at this. I mean, first of all, you've, you've got this patacho and you've just got this beautiful, vibrant. You got the red, the, uh, the tomato, the, the onions, the, the scallions. Um, you, you've got the, these potatoes that look so crispy and salty and ready to go. I can't wait to dive into that, yeah, that they cheese. they really handle that cheese sauce. But, yeah. look at, but look at this. It's like... This is like um, chicken and waffles meets a cone meets, you know, General Tso's chicken meets – I got all kinds of things going on there. So this was actually a menu item that's been on even before I came on. Um, but it's essentially we just take uh, chicken. Uh, we do a, like a traditional um, country fried chicken brine with buttermilk, hot sauce, salt, and pepper. Um, then we fry that. It's got crispy bacon with it, and then we make a, uh, a maple glaze that we toss it in, and then it comes with a cone on the side. So it's kind of like our take on chicken and waffles, but, you know, portable and um, delicious. <laughs> if you do say so yourself. Yeah, it's, and you it's excellent. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, Ralph, you were talking about the fact that people have said that this is life-changing, this this cone. We've had people tell us that this is the best thing they've ever eaten. We've had people tell us that um, this is just absolutely mind-blowing amazing um so we can't take it off the menu and honestly the way this was created we were sitting on the beach in wildwood with my niece and and we were talking about menu items and matt was there too my cousin shout out to matt mckenzie he's a uh, part of our, t- our gang as well um he he brought up uh, uh no sierra brought up chicken and waffles mm-hmm. and then matt brought up the part, part of putting it into a waffle cone and at the time i was like wow wouldn't it be great if we just put like a maple jalapeno syrup on it um, and toss it with some bacon and everything, that would be awesome. Now, the maple jalapeno never happened because we just tried it with the maple glaze, and we're like, wow, this is amazing. It doesn't need it's anything else. <laughs> savory, yeah, yeah. the salty, the sweet. It's just got 
a little bit of everything. That smokiness from the bacon brings it all together. The last one here that you made, this is like, I see, was a kielbasa? Mm-hmm. And on just cheese and scallions. And underneath that, somewhere are pierogies. That's correct. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Buried underneath the mountain of seared kielbasa. Um, so they're potato and cheese pierogies. Uh, we sear them on our flat top. We also sear uh, kibasi along with it um, that goes into the container. And then we put, again, our beer and cheese sauce, shredded cheese, uh, some sour cream, and scallions on top. And it's it's a winner. Everyone loves it. Everyone who gets it, they're always satisfied. They love it. Yeah, but tell everybody how much you love sour cream. I hate sour cream. <laughs> <laughs> it's, the, it's the worst thing in the world. <laughs> so where should we start? I mean, you guide us along. Should we just pick at everything? I, I, I think we just... Over here. And, and so yeah. what do you think about this Ship Bottom Brewery Mexican oh, style? I just took my first sip. Um, it's sweeter than I expected. And that may be from the lactose. Yeah, yeah. Or, or even the vanilla bean but may, it, may, may come off with that. That's a bad thing. It's, it's delicious. Yeah, the vanilla bean is really coming through. Yeah, I'm, I'm not getting too much spiciness, but I think this would be perfect with the chicken and waffle cone. I do, honestly. too. I my my first instinct was, because it's a Mexican... Style was it would go would perfect go with the potatoes. Yeah. But now after tasting it, I'm thinking it would be perfect with that maple glaze. I'm about to find out. So. Now, <laughs> I, I appreciate the, 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 the tasting that you had because I'm recalling that when we tried this, I wanted that chipotle to come through. That right. more of that smokiness in mm-hmm. the bite. Mm-hmm. You get the vanilla. You get the chocolate notes. You get these wonderful bitter coffee notes on there. But you're still waiting for that ancho chipotle to come into right. play. And it never made it. This is still a great drinking stout. Absolutely. Oh yeah. But if you, prom- I think if you promote it and you say this is what you would expect. Yeah, kind like, of like you being, said, being a chef, if when you put something on your menu and description, I want it to come through, and I want it to come through strong, mm-hmm. right? So if I'm going to put maple on a menu as a description, it's going to hit you in the face with maple. Um, and again, not knocking the beer at all. It is absolutely delicious, and I would drink this over and over again. Uh, but yeah, I agree with you 100. Like I wanted a little bit more spice. I really want that smoky chipotle to come through. I'm getting, I get the smoke. Definitely get the you smoke do? off. Yeah. I do taste a little bit of the cinnamon as well. Yeah. Oh, but, that's what I'm tasting. Okay. Yeah. Mexican cinnamon. It's fantastic. I'm sorry. <laughs> Keep chewing. I'm saying I'm sorry. Don't <laughs> take this off the Oh my god. Seriously. That's all right, huh? Oh my I, god. I think I've just seen a, a new version of some spirit that's now consuming. <laughs> wow. And it's good because a lot of people, they'll, they'll break the cone up and actually use, like, put it on the, put the chicken on that yeah. and do it all at once. Or you can put it and walk around a festival around. Yeah, with it in your hands, you know. Yeah, I, I didn't. portable. I, I, I'm just doing the chicken right now. Mm-hmm. Salty, sweet, yep. smoky. Mm-hmm. It's almost creamy, too. Yeah. And that may come from the brine or what you're doing with that. Mm-hmm. A little bit of peppery spice yeah. to it. We brine it for a minimum of 24 hours in a mm-hmm. buttermilk brine, like Steve already said. Uh, but I think like that hot sauce. sauce, really you don't taste the hot sauce, and that's not the purpose of it. It's really that you want that acid to help break down the chicken even further along with the lactic acid from the, the buttermilk. So how did the idea, this is this is kind of fun, because we can pick and enjoy the food and the drink the beer. We got more beer, and you can pick what's next. But how did this Loose Noodles podcast come about? Because you guys are you just... You these guys because it was a shock to me. <laughs> I was like, what? It was. It was. Well, well, me and Steve have been working together uh, pretty closely for the last year. Ralph teaches during during the school year. So um, but it's, it's me and Steve a lot of the times uh, during the week and during prep. 
and we just we a lot of times when we're doing our prep, we will sit back and we'll, we'll reminisce. We'll tell some funny stories. Oh, remember, remember when, remember when this person did this? Remember when we were going out here and this happened? And it just we talked about it so much. We just thought, you know what? We're not the only ones who need to hear this. And it'd be really, really cool if we did something. I don't know a podcast and and get all these cool stories out there because people go to the festivals and the and the and the and the food truck things and and all these. How many times do we hear? I really want to do this. Exactly. I'm Everybody somewhere. comes up, how do I start a food? They don't know any of the, mm. the backstory of what goes into being at somewhere for four to six hours. That it's, for us, it's actually a 15 to 17 hour day. Mm-hmm. Ooh, not yet. So, <laughs> so what are some of the, like, you want to tell the stories, right? You want people to know the experiences and I'm sure you've got some funny stories. And it gets out of control. So, so, so <laughs> you're, you're up on the truck and... You're you're just doing your thing. Your heads are down. Maybe you're bantering back and forth. You're, mm-hmm. you're, and then, you know, what are some of the food truck stories? Oy. Yeah. I mean, the, the ones <laughs> we can tell. Okay. The ones yeah, we can get Right. All right. So 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 picture that you know mom's riding with her five year old in the back of the car. Uh, okay. Okay. Well, I mean, some of the things that people don't. I mean, would not really expect is. I mean, we did when we were what two years ago. We were it, we were going to one of our first weddings. And uh, it was way out. It was it was for for our truck. It was oh way God! Out. It was yeah, like 50, yeah, I know where you're going with this now. Okay, 50, 60 miles out, and it was at some barn out. No, way we're the out only of food this wedding we're has. Only food. And we're en route to Abington. No, no, uh, Allentown. 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 Yeah, I'm gonna say because Abington's really not that no, no, far. No, no, it's, no, it's out in Allentown. It's about 50, 60 miles out. Go ahead. And we're going. We have it's one of our not one of our first weddings, but it's, weddings are pretty new to us. Mm-hmm. And we're, we're cruising out, we're, we're cruising down the highway, and all of a sudden, boom, the tire blows. And we pull over, we have uh, four girls in a car behind us that are servers, our servers and, and wait staff. And they pull up behind us, and we're just sitting on the side of the road like, okay, we're, it's, it's three hours to wedding time, and we're 25-ish miles out with a blown tire. And we kind of got to the point where we just said... Okay. Well, at least it was a dually, right? Yeah, at least it was a dually. It wasn't an opportunity. Do I need to explain what a dually is? You got two tires tires on either side, so you get four tires on the rear axle, right? Right, right, right. right. And we had about... So one of those four tires blew, so we still have one one good good tire, but obviously it was creating a lot of friction and disturbance in the driving. I can only imagine the anxiety you're feeling now. I can feel it as you're talking about it, right? So we went, so we drove, what, like 15 miles per at, hour? At least, yeah, at 15, tops. between 15 and 20. The rest of the way, it took us about an hour and a half mm. to get there. Um, from from mm. Just to go 25 miles, it took us about an hour and a half. And we get there, and we're late. Um, the event coordinator, the, per, the person who owned the property, uh, greeted us right away. They were like, oh, my God, you're, you're so late. What is going on? And then, <laughs> luckily, the coordinator came up to me and said, listen, it's going to be okay. You guys are fine. Actually... The whole thing is running late. Yeah, very lucky. So, like the the bride, yeah, weddings bride never start on time now. anyway, right? The bride hasn't even come out of her room yet to go start the ceremony or anything like that. So we're like, you know, took a deep breath. You're like, okay, let's just park this thing and we'll figure out the tire later. Let's serve these people some food. <laughs> so all that time, I mean, your anxiety's up. You're you're thinking, you know, you got cook times, you got service, yeah, yeah, you got yeah. setup, and everything always works out, right? It always it works out. It and then it, it does. Right? It does. It does. It no to. matter what, everything always works out. Yeah. And the idea is that you made somebody's 
event. You made somebody's life yeah. and you made their day. Yeah. And that's really because you guys do a lot of weddings now, yeah. right? And that was the first time we did a, a texture order thing. So, so because the wedding, we were in a food truck outside, the wedding was on the second floor of another building. And the servers had to run up and down these steps oh, wow. the entire night. So we would get text messages from like a Google number, if you will, of the table number and what they wanted. And we had somebody expediting all of that of, okay, table eight is complete. Let's go. And we would, we would put the food together and the servers Somebody would run the food out. to table eight. It wasn't like, you know, position one, position two. Like it wasn't like that. We just kind of put the food down and then let them go for it. So it was a dig it a little hectic with mm-hmm. that. Um, but ultimately, everyone raved about how good the service was and how good the food was. Yeah. Um, and, if, so. and if we don't say anything, people would never know. Yeah. Oh, we of course had, not. Yeah. We had and a That's what you think. This. Right, but that's you what you think. That you think everybody knows? Right. They don't know. No yeah. clue. Right. We had a tire changed <laughs> at while mm-hmm. we were doing – we had a tire changed in someone's driveway while we were doing service. At a wedding. At a wedding. Yeah. My favorite story is – Nobody knew. Nobody you guys had a clue. Uh, you guys were doing a wedding in torrential downpour. This is before I was on the truck. I love hearing oh, yeah. this story, but oh, it happened. I hear it all the yeah. time. And there was some type of issue with the area they were doing. The wedding was flooding. So they wanted you guys to move like, what, like a quarter mile? Yeah. And it had been, what, an hour since you set up? So they yeah, asked, they had you move the truck all set up while they're cooking in the back, drive the truck a quarter mile to another location. Yeah, yeah I was in the back. That was Apple Farm, yeah. Apple Farm, yeah. I was in the back with grill, everything Just on. Just holding on. Holding like on the food. stuff. Everything yeah, you're was run, you're, you're, you're yelling up at the front. Yeah. Hey, was, no sharp turns. No, no, slow down. We were in like uh, Salem County, New Jersey. So it was like, you know, not the best paved roads, like uh, rocky uh, gravel roads and everything. I'm in the back and, of the truck. And boom, 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 the whole time. Yep. And Sean and Sierra... We're just holding on to everything that he could, hoping it would, that making sure it wouldn't fall. I was flipping um, uh, vegetarian fajitas. While we were making the quesadillas. <laughs> the quesadillas, yeah. yeah. It was the yeah. quesadillas. I saw the sausage, kielbasa, yes. and I thought the dunkel, yes. the dark lager would go nice to this. Now, this yeah, is from sure. Von Trapp yeah. Brewing, and they're up in Vermont. And this is a little of Austria, a lot of Vermont. So this is Von Trapp Brewing. So when you think of the hills are alive with the sound of music, this is them. Wow. And they escaped, and now they make beer. That's crazy. So this is the Dunkel here, and I thought this would uh, this is this is made by the family that inspired the sound of music. Um, a deep, rich, smooth, and crisp dark lager, brewed in on the grounds of Trap Family Lodge in Stowe, Vermont. This lager is crafted with the finest traditional ingredients and our pure Vermont spring water. What do you think of this one? Very clean. Yeah, I like it. It's very, very, very crisp. This is dangerous. I <laughs> could, I could drink this. Like, yeah, this uh, is like all the time. A dark lager. It's not to the stout where I just want maybe one or two lager and dark. I, I could do this all day. This is, this is, yeah, this is, that's, this yeah. is tough. <laughs> this could be a really, really good everyday beer. We're gonna find a bad one. No, I, I, when this was to know. me, we we were there, and I think we tried five or six of their beers, and this one stood out. I love the richness. Yes. The, there, there's some bitterness. There's some hoppiness to this. There's some yeah. chocolate notes, even some um, cigar tobacco yes, notes to it. I, yes, I get yes. That. That's, that's what I'm loving it with it. So I thought, you know what? Pierogies and kielbasa. Mm. Perfect. Oh, yeah. Now, do you make these? Oh, man. Do you make these pierogies? We do not. Unfortunately, we don't have a um, Polish grandmom to really bang these yeah. out for us. So we do buy them, mm. but they are made locally in uh, Lancaster. You know my favorite part about this, Steve? 
The sour cream? <laughs> That's hilarious. <laughs> so, in Lancaster, these are made uh, locally. They're called grandmas. Grandmas, uh, they're, yeah. they're not called a babsha? No. <laughs> okay. And the kabasi is also uh, made in Lancaster. That is uh, ladies' uh, smoked kabasi. So everything local. Keep talking because my mouth is full. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> so we we actually did this um, as a as a fill in. Yeah, we were just looking for another menu item one day, and we were a little short on some things, so I picked up some pierogies from Grandma's. Yeah, we, we said, um, you know, what's different but not too extreme, because mm. you can really kind of draw, you know, push people away if you do something a little too extreme. And we talked about the pierogies, and like, you know what? Like, people, it's not an everyday item, but people know pierogies. And we decided to throw it on the menu for a little while, and now we can't, can't, we, take can't it off. we can't take it off the menu. Like, people come and they're like, oh, you're loaded pierogies I, everywhere we, well, mostly everywhere we go. They know. Uh, they yeah. know that the, we're, you know, known for pierogies. And we've I, gone places where their pierogi trucks are there. and they. they I love pierogies. <laughs> and, um, <laughs> you know, for me, I love that these aren't doughy. And mm-hmm. you get the you get the the the, the cheesy um, the cheesy potato filling yeah. is wonderful. It, it, it's it almost like the dough on the outside is nothing but a vehicle, so that it gets the cheese and the potato. Yeah. But a lot of people make pierogies like eating a lot of dough, and you wonder where that filling is, right. which is perfect mm-hmm. with the kielbasa. It's like a ravioli done right. Yeah, and it really helps when you want to tell them about the customer from the other day uh, with, with, the, the, with the pierogies. <laughs> Let's, let's not go there. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, go there. Why not? I no, mean, we, as well, keep it clean. <laughs> uh, we, 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 had, we had a customer who was... Um, lactose intolerant. Lactose intolerant. Or they, I don't know if they were lactose intolerant. They never specified. They just said they, they just didn't, they didn't, didn't do cheese. cheese. And they said, can I get uh, the pierogies? And I was like, that would not be a good choice for you. Because they're filled with potatoes and cheese. And they have cheese sauce and sour cream and shredded cheese. And then once she heard everything that was on it, all of a sudden she was okay with cheese. Yeah. Is essentially what happened. Ah, it's all fine. So it's um, a lot you of know, people change their mind. A lot of people change their mind yeah. when they kind of see what's going out of yeah. the window and they kind of and read she the menu again. The fact that the cheese was on the inside. Yes, like she couldn't very, like, very hard <laughs> get get yeah, that at all. Look, when you want something, you're so willing to look past certain things, right? Mm-hmm. Exactly. And for these pierogies and the and the kibasa is nice and tender. You, you get a little bit of the flavor. I don't know, again, the, the way this is grilled. Thanks, Steve. You're welcome. Um, that, that you pick up the caramelization on there. Yeah. This is go. awesome. There you go. It's, they're not yeah. just boiled pierogies put on there. Yeah. With the seared and the butter on the flat top, it really it, it breaks yeah. out a lot. We've had the, the pierogi connoisseurs come up to our truck all oh, the yeah. time. All the time. You know, the old Polish grandmom saying, you know, do you make these yourself? We're always honest. We always yep. say, no, we're we gonna, don't. We're going to be judging. They're made locally. We tell them the kibasi is made locally. Um, and then they still want chefs, kibasi. Yeah. They still want to know that they're they're homemade, and I get that. That's totally fine. But once they have them, they always come back and yeah. say, "That was pretty good." Thanks, guys. This is you know our I mean? pierogies is probably one of the best mass made products I've ever had. Mm-hmm. Um, like you, you really can't tell the difference when you cook them properly um, between this and maybe like a homemade one. Um, it's just they're, they're really, really great. It's probably my favorite dish on the menu, but I'm a Polak, so <laughs> I guess that's why. <laughs> you are a gentleman from Poland. <laughs> so, I mean, you've got a lot of stories, and you you guys do a lot. So you don't just do weddings, right? You do a lot of other things too, right? Oh, yeah. We have, like, for instance, next week we'll have a rehearsal dinner. Yeah. 
What are they um, rehearsing? For a wedding. Okay. <laughs> we do wedding-esque. They will do late-night snacks. Oh, uh, yeah, so we do late-night snacks for weddings where we'll pull up at like 10.30 So you guys would do, I mean, there are these after-proms, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, yeah. You yeah. guys would do that. Right. That sounds so much fun. I would Absolutely. love to have this food truck show up and, and just all this food. This is trip. I got the munchies after yeah. the prom. This is and awesome. And you know what else we're really, really busy with right now is actually all the colleges and universities in the area. Um, a lot of them are aware of us now. And they have been reaching out. So, like, we're regular vendors in Villanova's campus, St. Joe's. We're part of their in their, their food program. We're now going to be in Arcadia. We just booked that. We're going to Widener. Um, and we go to these campuses, and they, they, they prepay for whatever, how many, many people. And they come up to the truck. We, we feed that many people, and, and it's a guarantee for us, and it's a win-win for them. So this is really a good. lot of stuff that comes out of COVID, right? And are these things that are coming out yeah. of COVID or are these things are they the coming weddings, out of your popularity and just all the great stuff you're doing? I would say the weddings and private parties are more coming out of COVID. Okay. But now people are aware that you can have a mobile food truck, serve really, really good food and make your guests happy. And now all of a sudden the business is sustaining. The catering part of it is sustainable. You know what I mean? Now, I poured, and for this one, I thought I'd, yeah. I'd change it up a little bit because you guys love beer, but <laughs> I, I poured this Awestruck. This is a premium hard cider. We haven't had this yet. This is apples and pears, uh, and it's an orchard fresh cider. So on the dry to sweet side, it's more towards the sweet side. Oh, yeah. This is a product of New York State. This is not that angry, you know, other one. Yeah, that, yeah. I'm not going to say the name. Um, <laughs> this cider is so deliciously fresh, you can almost That's hear good. the crisp crack of biting into a tart just picked apple and feel the pear juice running down your chin are you guys getting that experience it is tart i'm looking at you ralph i'm wondering if you got pear juice running into your beard there um at awestruck we carefully craft each cider to form a perfect unforgettable moment of unique taste experience so again we haven't had this yet so i'm I'm curious as to what you think about it for I, ciders, I could definitely taste the pear in the apple. Oh, like yeah. I prefer a for dry me, the, cider, like for a little me, less sweet. The flavor sweet. profile is great. It's just too sweet for me. I mean, wow. that's just my my palate. I could probably like a, we were saying earlier, drink one yeah. and then kind of be yeah. over it. But the, the it is it is just really sweet. Did you ever really have, I don't know if I can name it or not, but did you ever have Crispin cider? Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's much drier. All right, so next time I know to bring the drier side cider, and we'll go from there. (laughs) But I was curious. So I I thought, all right, how would this go with the potachos? Um, And I might have to pull out more Mexican stout, or we've got one more more stout to try. Put that lime juice on there. Yeah, mess with the lime. With the lime, and that's what I I did. Absolutely. All right, now I'm going to try to do this without making a mess all over the place. (laughs) What's wrong here? I'll be real quiet. Hopefully. It's perfectly all right to make a mess. So we're in the Philadelphia area. Mm-hmm. Where do you guys? Tra- oh my god! <laughs> Holy cow! That just kind of hit me. <laughs> I got the potato, and he just stood up and said, "Oh, by the way, I'm here." Yeah. Because in my mind, I'm thinking nacho chips. Nacho chip, right? And then it's like potato. Here I am. Um, and I got the um, the, the tanginess, the lime, the 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 tomato. Sour cream, Steve. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yep. The creaminess of the beer and cheese sauce. Yep. I got to get some beer and cheese sauce. It's in there. I love the potato chip. But you guys go all over. I mean, how far can people find you if you if they want to book Munchie oh, Machine in Philadelphia? That's a loaded question. More and more every day. It's, I can't believe how many inquiries coming out that, that like they're asking us to go to like Erie, Pennsylvania. 
Obviously, that's not happening. <laughs> that's not like yet. Eight hour drive. <laughs> not um, yet. Not yet. But um, we are getting a lot of inquiries, and and some of them are far out there. Like I mean, we're talking if it's like if it's like seventy five miles to close to hundred miles, we do charge a travel booking fee, and I have to up up that travel booking fee to compensate for especially with gas reasons. prices right now. Oh, yeah. Gas sure. um, mileage on the truck, not to mention the hourly. People, I have to pay Staff, to yeah. drive there, right? Mm-hmm. So all that has to go up. I just quoted one woman like nine hundred dollars for anything because it was like two hours away. I'm like, I'm that's sorry, right. yeah. But she was like, I love your food. Like that's that's fine. Well, See, this is that. again, this is the insight into a food truck. And yeah. right now, with the food cost, you guys, the cost yeah. of food, paper goods, sure. plasticware, yeah. Distance. All the you know gloves and all those things you have to. Yeah, yeah. That all how do you, how do you de- how are you working with that? I mean, you said nine hundred bucks for us to come a couple hours away, and that's just the travel booking fee. That doesn't count the food or anything like that. Um, but yeah, the uh, so we have to jack up our prices a little bit. Um, we already did that once. Probably how long ago was that, Steve? Like eight months ago. About eight months ago. Eight yeah, months ago. Um, we did go up on on because again, like you mentioned, the things you mentioned, uh, everything is expensive right now. Um, and we, we raise our prices that way. And then we also, uh, try to be in that middle ground where it, we're still somewhat affordable and people can understand that and understand where we're coming from with the prices. So it's definitely something you really, really have to juggle and and figure out what really helps is costing, costing, and more costing. <laughs> exactly. You know, if you want to be a food truck owner, you better be really good at costing out menus. Yeah, and yeah. Knowing, knowing your... what things cost so to make sure you're profitable um, and make sure the client isn't also getting, you know. I think one, one myth that uh, that food trucks have too is people kind of have this idea that you just kind of show up, you pull up, and you just hit the on button and you're ready to go. Right. Where that's just really not the case. For us, it's if, we, if we're doing a lunch event from 12 to 2 – we have to show up at 11. It takes us an hour to get all the food hot and get the equipment hot. We typically up time. Right. We yeah. typically have to leave an hour. You also have to prep all this food. Right. Oh, yeah. Right? Yeah. I mean, you yeah. have to cook the potatoes and that's all, our, all that that's stuff. That's our middle of the week. Yeah. Shopping, the shopping and the prep. Uh, yeah, that's what we were here doing earlier today. Um, yeah, the shopping, then the prep work, and then, you know, we're usually Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday is, is our out and about days. Yeah. I'm mutilating this pierogi. Yeah, I'm yeah, just like destroying it. it. Sure. Um, one of the things I noticed is with the potachos, and we talked about how sweet this cider was, mm-hmm. the potachos or the even all these ingredients kind of toned down the sweetness of the cider. Mm-hmm. So you can still get the crisp tartness, the, the, the acidity of it. Yeah. Where it's when you're just drinking this as a drinker, yeah, you get a lot of that sweetness to it. Right. But this, it, it kind of stands up. On its own, a little bit, so that's not bad either. I don't this know. Is, this is really I on my mind. This is on <laughs> my mind. I'm, 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 I, this is kind of runs in the champagne family for me. I love drinking champagne, and this 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 crispness kind of gives that champagne taste. So, can stuff. we let Awestruck know this is the champagne of ciders for them? Champagne now? of ciders. <laughs> we we usually drink around here the champagne of beers. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> now, where where you guys are going? You just bought. Another truck. Oh. Yeah. yeah so so there, there's more. I forgot. That's okay. <laughs> that's what <it's, laughs> We've been drinking beer. It's okay. Yeah. So, yeah, this is a stressful time for us a little bit. I mean, it's stressful just that we're, we, we are 
We gave ourselves a deadline when it has to be ready. Mm. I've already started double booking us. I've already started booking events for this other truck. So now it really has to start happening. Um, we got the insurance done, the inspection, uh, the uh, registration, all that stuff is, is done. Now we're just waiting uh, to hear from our, um, what do I want to call them? Food truck builders? Fabricators. Fabricators, thank yeah. you. Food truck fabricators to give us the green light to bring it up there. We're bringing it up there Monday. They have to hook up propane. They got to hook up a generator because uh, it doesn't have any of that. Um, and a few other small odds and ends that have to get worked on. There are certain things, obviously, that you guys make that you always want to have on your food truck, right? Mm-hmm. You mentioned the flat top grill, right? Yep. What yeah. are some of the other um, equipment items that you say, look, this has to fit in with what the munchie machine's doing? Right. So what are some of those things that you'd find on your food Well, the truck? flat top, you already mentioned, that is a big one. We use that pretty, pretty heavily. For everything. Um, and then on our current food truck, we have a range uh, to heat up sauces and things like that. We can also turn that into a, an extended flat top if we need to by putting a cast iron pan on there, um, like a large you know, four burner one. We have the oven, mm-hmm. which is really, really key. And then we have a steam table. So part of what people need to understand and people need to recognize is also the fact that, you know, you can't just prep food on a food truck. Yeah. And we're in your commissary. Talk right. about how that came about. That's a good question too. Oh, I, uh, yeah. yeah. Okay. So the commissary actually, we were working in a in a shared kitchen space or commissary in North Philly in Strawberry Mansion. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm not going to mention the name of the commissary, but it wasn't the most ad- advantageous spot for us to be. There was like 30 carts that work out of there, maybe like 10 other food trucks. Maybe not that many. It wasn't 10. They're like the trucks, city the city corner carts. Yeah. So anyway, long story short, it was. Um, not the best spot for us to be. So we decided to, uh, ISIS was, was browsing the web and, and uh, uh, a post came up or something came up on my screen and said, hey, you looking to buy property, you know, uh, commercial property? <laughs> yeah. And I was like, it's not such a bad idea. So I, I, something came up uh, right here in trainer. It was a foreclosure, yep. extremely affordable. Yep. And I was like, we can do this. Why not? We take out a small business loan, and uh, and start our own shared kitchen space. So now this is an old bar, right? Yes, I almost feel like I'm in a VFW in a way. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> that feels that way, especially with all the equipment and everything being around. And we we heard people came by when we were building this out. It was a pretty rough place. Yeah, <laughs> we still hear stories when we run into local people. Yeah, yeah. like oh, you're over at that old place, Rick's. Oh, Actually, man, the lady, that place is wild. the lady that owns the business across the street from here, her husband was the bouncer here. Oh, really? Yeah. Wow. I, I bet she could tell yeah. some. Uh, that'll be podcast number two. Yeah, 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 yeah. There's some other stories. I remember a guy coming by and saying, "Like, oh, remember I, I punched your fiance?" In the yeah, yeah, right. yeah. It was like, yeah, some weird. This is weird a pretty rough, about. and we're and we're right across from the river. And I think it was is, a biker bar too. Yeah, and there was there, a lot all of the factories, all the factories were here, so they're all those workers. So we we took it over uh, three years ago, almost three years ago. Almost. Um, it took us about six to eight months to outfit it. Um, Put all the equipment in that we wanted. We had to redo the hood. We had to get it ready and licensed and all that stuff. Um, so we did a lot of work. A lot of blood, sweat, and tears went into it. And then we started bringing other people in, other small businesses, um, once we were comfortable. So we now have like eight businesses that work out of here, not counting us. Um, all tenants, they pay monthly. And uh, it really, really helps. It helps them. It helps us. It's a win-win. There's a lot of, I guess, a lot of synergy 
and a lot of good vibe about oh God, having yeah. other people work here. Oh, yeah. Maybe some ideas. Yeah. They bet you bounce stuff off of them. Yeah. And I'm sure, hey, share you, events. If you run out of mm-hmm. a cup of sugar, you got you oh, got other yeah. people to all grab ingredients all off of too, right? All the time. Yeah, yeah. It yeah. really is advantageous for everyone to just uh, uh, you know be communal. We all work together. I share events with them all the time. They share events with me. Uh, hey, I can't do this private party. Can you do it? Mm-hmm. You know, vice versa. Um, and then any other small businesses work out here. We're about to have a, a new group come in that makes um, dog food. Yeah. They call it the sloppy plate. Um, so they're going to be working out. Now, here. is this food for dogs? Food for dogs. Okay. I'm, I'm yeah. thinking like if I'm going to call a food truck dog food or sloppy it's not plate. A food truck. Or... Oh, it's, yeah, no, it's, no. Not, it's not a food okay. truck. Oh, okay. So not all businesses in here have food trucks. Ah, yeah. good. Okay. So like the, the space behind you, your listeners can't see it. But for instance, he's a private chef. He doesn't have a food truck. He just does his own catering thing. Yep. Um, the sloppy plate we've been here. We have these girls coming in who make charcuterie boards. Um, <laughs> they're caterers, you know. So Steve's doing air quotes. I'm not, <laughs> no, no. <laughs> I, I, I had a friend that couldn't say charcuterie. All right. She called it something else. It okay. Charcuterie. <laughs> we poured, I mean, we picked this up. Damn, what is in, this? In, this is so we picked this up in Kentucky. Um, and I, and it was it's party. It's like right by New Rift Distillery, and it's I, I'm, I'm gonna mess up the name, but it's like it's this is like the Costco of liquor beer stores. Okay. And we met the distributor there who was sticking the stuff on the shelf, and I said, "Wow, that looks good." He said, "Well, here, take one of these." And so we bought it. Um, this is a King Cake, and we just finished Mardi Gras, right? Right, right. Yeah. This is King Cake 10W40. This is an imperial style brewed with coffee, chocolate, vanilla, lactose. Cinnamon and pecans, and this is built. This is uh, this is brewed by High Wire Brewing, and this is out of Asheville, North Carolina. Other than that, that's what they say. I haven't had this yet. He did his internship. Yeah, I lived I lived in Asheville for about a year. I never this is obviously newer. But this, is, this is by yeah, that's a you that's, that's a great beer town. I get town. in the back end uh, the icing from the cake. Yes, if that makes yeah. any sense. Well, it's it's weird too. It. It doesn't that. smell at all the way it tastes. That's that's the other. That's thing. the other thing. Like kind of, it's not it's throwing like, me off. I like it. It's good. It but like a dark stout. But then when you drink it, it's not. Yeah. Once with the ten W forty, that reminds me of like motor oil. That's what it is. Yeah. Maybe because of the thickness and the darkness, yeah. they get the ten W forty. And that, that pecan, I get that pecan, pecan. Yeah. I don't, I don't know how your chefs say it. Pecans are for pecan. truckers, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> and you know what that means. <laughs> <laughs> I get that on the very end. It wasn't it's amazing. Yeah, this is really good. <laughs> that has wonderful mouthfeel. It's got a nice oh, veil. On, like, even that veil. Look at your glass. Yes, I mean, it's I still holding up. There. That it's, like it's cherry or something. Or, what is that? It just. I think it's coming off of just the the stout. And it has know. the chocolate and vanilla in it. So, yeah, I mean, that's the, you're yeah. really getting a good play there. Well, I'm glad we saved that one for last. Ooh, that is yeah. Really good. yeah, yeah. We should have bought more like cans of that. Yeah, that's awesome. So shout out to Highwire Brewing in Absolutely. Asheville, North Carolina. One, right? yep. Yeah, that's excellent. All we're missing is the little baby. Well, it's in the can. We just have to empty the can, yeah, and there's a little. Yeah. The can up. <laughs> <laughs> this has oh, been fun. fun, and this is like this is what. All right, so loose noodles. This yeah. is what you can expect when you listen. This is hearing you guys on the truck and just having you. Um, so um, the Munchie Machine is now the official um, food truck. Of fermented adventure, the podcast. Excellent, um, nice. Yeah, I, I don't know there what that. Go. We don't have we an award. Have a sticker. Yeah. 
Uh, you, you just heard it here. I don't know. But, be, it's in the mail. A poster <laughs> but for food like this, I mean, again, not to not to say you know, food trucks. It's like you do you. You're right. You there are so many good food trucks, ramen yeah. and all kinds of. Sure. And but this is so flavorful. It's our, our fun. Personalities come out. Oh, it really does. Mm-hmm. And in our food, you know. What it, you, you talk about? You're getting another food truck. You have that ready. You're waiting to outfit it. You got to get all the logo, the graphics, and all that Rash, stuff. Yeah. What? Is the future for Munchie Machine? Like, where do you see, you know, when you start planning out 2022 or next couple yeah. of years, what would you like to see? Well, where would you like the, to go? The, the two-year goal, the short-term goal, mm-hmm. is basically turning this into a full-fledged catering company. So, we want to be a full-fledged catering company. It just happens to have a couple of food trucks. That's it. Plain and simple. And we haven't even touched the fact that our festival schedule... Was gone is and now it's out of control. We did fire, we did Firefly yes uh, last year, mm. which was a four day event that we were. That's down in Delaware, right? That's down yeah. in Delaware. Yeah, Dover. Yeah. Uh, never did anything like that before in our lives, and it, we. I did, bet you have some stories coming out of that too. We're oh, going to do, yeah. we're we're, do a live podcast. We're going to do a from live Firefly this yeah. year. Okay, and we're going to yeah. we're going to do a few podcasts on our adventures through fire the four days of fire because right? for us yeah. it was absolutely insane and we, any, and we any stories fest. though that you want to have come out I just I'm curious because uh, your, your face changed when yeah, I meant yeah your whole day, yeah, yeah. It's, it all started with day one day, <laughs> one, the, day one's the only real story I guess because other than that we just crank it and ran yeah, the, I mean, the one that sticks it. out the most to me was we try. You have to drop the truck off the day before the festival starts, and you have to get your truck plugged into oh, the electrical grid, and then you get back down there on Thursday when the event starts. And we yeah. we all walked up to the truck and went to open the truck, and we immediately got shocked. What? Yeah, so we had our truck ended up getting electrified. And it hey, wasn't. And hey, Steve, how did we get the truck there? <laughs> we had to. Uh, that's where we, I thought he was going. That's where I thought he was going. I forgot about that. So uh, a few days before we Firefly, we were going we to, to a, a wedding. We were on our way to a wedding, a late night snacks, and uh, our engine exploded. Oh my god! Engine blew. Yeah, the engine blew. So we had to get it. We had to get it that towed. Was the one and only event in almost four years, we did not make it. Yeah, yeah that's it. and that oh, was because wow. the engine the literally engine, exploded. Be, Thank God it was, it was late night snacks and we weren't the only food provider. Okay. Because I don't know what we would have done. That is really what sparked me and us to really start discussing the second food truck. Yeah. yeah. So this guy, at least there's there's a truck two now that we could be like, all right, this one broke down. Let's go grab the other truck and go. So, so even with what you're saying, you're almost like – you're making food. You're bringing in food. You have all these things going on, but you almost have to be like – you have to maintain your vehicle all the time too. Yeah. It's like another employee. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. exactly what it oh, is. Oh, yeah. It's a whole other job. So you've got – obviously, Firefly. Great stories coming up for that. But what are some of the other festivals that you have coming up that people can find you? Talk about some of the things where people can find you now. Well, a lot of the festivals, they really don't give you the word that you're in. Until maybe what five six weeks before ones. it happens. Like the really big ones. Um, so the ones that we applied for, we applied for Peach Fest, um, which is up at Montage Mountain. Um, right we applied is... for Camp Bisco, Camp Bisco at Montage Mountain next the next weekend. Yep. And then what's the big one that we're doing? Music Fest. Music Fest. And that's so that's ten days up in Allentown or Bethlehem. 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 And then there's Firefly. We applied Firefly? for. We think we're going to be back again. But then some smaller ones locally where people can really find us is like uh, the Swarthmore. 
Yeah, oh the Swathmore food. Uh, that yeah. that's a big one. That a big yeah, that is a big one. And, and I missed that. We we really we with COVID. Year. We really missed it. COVID, but then the year was a twenty. 2020 it wasn't and then 2021 it was back again so 2021 we did it okay and sean did that without me and steve i don't remember where we were but sean did it and <laughs> it was insane it was fun and he ran time really ran out of food yeah but in like two and a half hours yeah they, they, um, they beat us up pretty good yeah and, and it was great like it, it you it ran out of all right food? to us all food. all food. I didn't have a crumb. Because normally, you know, we get disappointed because that the one item we would have loved to have had. Yeah. That's out. Like, yeah. But I, I can do your pierogies. I can do your potatoes. I can do your chicken or right. the cone thing. But all right. If one's out, I'm okay. Right. They're all out. And it's just. Well, that's a, it's that's it's a sad we, day. We, just, we have yeah. made up other menu items on the based on the, on the fly, based on what we have left. Right. Like, it's just. Sometimes I'm literally giving a guy uh, pulled pork in a cup, <laughs> and, and they're and they're more than happy to have it. Yeah, more than happy to have it. I have uh, a cup of onions. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> seven fifty, please. A tomato with ranch. <laughs> Before the Swarthmore event is on the 29th of April, and Maniunk Street Food mm-hmm. Fest is the 24th. Yeah. So also look. If you're a brewery, cider, meat, or winery, I'm sorry, I'm eating more of that cone Go chicken. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. yeah. Hopefully, I'm making you guys hungry to come out and find what you guys are doing. Where I would say, you know, you've got some of these local businesses too, and if you want to, you know, ciders, meaders, wineries, breweries, distilleries, all these people, bring bring you guys in. Yeah, you'll bring your following. We're we're quite. uh, It's like our home away from home. We're there quite a bit. Levante Stables. They're really the only two breweries. Oh, Love City. Love City. Love Love City. City. In in the city. Yeah. They're the three breweries we, we we can you can find us at. But with two trucks. Now you can yeah. be you can be higher capacity. True, things, things are going to change. True. Yeah, things are going to get a little more yeah. expandable. Good. I'm excited. I'm glad this for you guys. And again, I, I I rave about your food because you make phenomenal food. If you have a chance, look up where do you, where do people find you? Your website, your social presence. Where can people find you? So on, on social media, on Instagram and Facebook, they'll find us simply at Munch Machine. And again, that's Munchy with a Y. Um, on Twitter, we don't really mess with Twitter too much. But if you want to look us up, up, us up there, you can find us at Munchy Machine FT, as in food truck. Um, mm-hmm. For our website, it's again Munchy Machine with a Y dot com. Are there any? You know, just let us into the back kitchen right now. Are there <laughs> any little? Are there any foods or any you know dishes you guys are thinking about oh, creatively? Yeah. Oh, oh, yeah. oh, all the time. Oh, you're Constantly. bringing up some yeah. good stuff, man. Yep. Some stuff How about coming? the hot chicken burrito? Tell oh. me about that. The hot chicken burrito. So again, this came. This dish came out of a combination of two other of our dishes that we wanted to put together, and we just happened to have the ingredients around. So we did this at Two SP a few weeks ago, and it was a smash. One of our menu items is a uh, Nashville hot chicken sandwich. And it's very, very classic, very traditional, the way we do hot it. Chicken. Um, hot chicken on a biscuit with coleslaw. So house we decided, made pickles. and house made pickles Beer that we pickles. do ourselves. Yeah, we do ourselves. So we decided let's let's mess around. We had some extra uh, tortilla wraps and some extra stuff around. So we actually did uh, Nashville hot chicken and uh, dirty rice burrito, and people went nuts for it. Yeah, uh, we, we did we that with what, a, a black bean salsa as well, I believe. Yes, yeah, black bean salsa. Yeah, yeah. sour cream. Yeah, so uh, sour cream. <laughs> you know what? You are now Steve sour cream. So when you go up and you see Steve, just say, "Hey, sour cream." You yeah, know, that, yeah. that's going to be your thing now. I'm notorious for my hatred of sour cream. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yes. Ask anyone I've ever worked with. And there's always my 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 favorite 
uh, dish we've ever done was the kimchi dumpling burger. burger. Yeah. I, that, that's coming back this spring. I had yeah. an, I, I just had this weird idea. I wanted to take the the insides of a pork dumpling, an Asian pork dumpling, and make it into a burger. And then I took that to the chef over here, to Ralph. I said, "This is this. I think I just kind of think this would be cool. What do, like, what do you think? We can make our own kimchi, sure. Yeah, and uh, kimchi is a Korean. Uh, so um, Korean festival cabbage, dish, yep. right? And I, I being in the Navy, I lived in Japan for four and a half years, so I got to experience a lot of that culture out there and i just i was thinking of a way to bring that here mm-hmm. and ralph we we put our heads together and he came up with this this burger, burger patty of pork and with the kimchi um a crispy noodle hoisin barbecue, barbecue hoisin sauce on a pub roll and people have come up and said it's the best burger they've ever had in their entire oh, lives so all right i'm just gonna throw this amazing. out there they make those ramen patties. Yeah. Put that between ramen there patties. There you go. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's not a bad idea at all. Yeah, no. That's very much Michigan. I mean, not sorry Sorry to step in there and just no, throw it up. Always looking know. for good ideas. <laughs> yeah. We did, uh, we did um, our egg rolls. We always, we're always doing different egg rolls. Right now, we're running a cheesesteak egg roll. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have done the... We want to do something with your, your homemade Asian... Hot sauce. Yeah. So we're have. thinking about doing a, a General So's chicken burrito. Oh, General So's yep. chicken or even a taco. My favorite. Yeah, yeah, something like that. All right. So we're working on <laughs> with what you're it's hearing, man, the, the, the ideas are endless. The opportunities for great food are unlimited. Are there any things on, the, on your minds or anything that we didn't talk about today? Oh. No? Got it? Oh, yeah. We're good. Book us. Okay. Yeah, book us. Book us. Yeah. The, <laughs> the only way to- podcast, too. Yeah. Let's do our podcast. <laughs> yeah. And that is Loose Noodles. Yeah. With the Munchie Boys. With the Munchie Boys. Not the other Loose Noodles with- I don't know who they are. (laughs) Loose noodles with the Munchie Boys. And you're going to get a lot of this personality. You're going to get a lot of the stories. I, we, we barely even touched the food truck stories. And I think that that's fun because until, unless you work in the restaurant business, right? Unless you work in the hospitality industry, you, you never know the stories. And you guys got some stories, right? I am so grateful. Ralph, Steve, Sean. The Munchie Guys, the Munchie Boys, Munchie Men. I don't know. Did you get T-shirts done up yet? <laughs> the, it's mu- the Munchie Bros. The Munchie Bros. <laughs> Thanks so much for your time. Thanks for this delicious food and, uh, and 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 giving us your opinion on some of these uh, beers and ciders and things like that. And uh, we'd love to come back and see where you're at, and we'll bring some more stuff. And we talked about uh, you know doing some uh, doing some bourbon on the next podcast. Oh, so who knows? Yes, yes yeah. absolutely. Yes. All right, we're gonna make this a thing. Tune in next week, where all we do now is talk with the Munchie Bros. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds good to me. Thanks, guys. Thank, Thank you. you. Thank you. Munchie Bros. Oh, we have the audience clapping. Never, we've never had the clapping. <laughs>